Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Stay a while if you can. You can watch on Peacock. You can listen on our 362 radio affiliates around the country. You can email. You can tweet. You can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. The great Patrick Ewing will join us coming up. The Georgetown head coach on the passing of his former coach, John Thompson, We'll also check in with Miami Heat. My Miami Heat coming up a little bit later on. Thunder beat the Rockets. That series tied at three games apiece. We'll dissect that coming up in a moment. Heat beat the Bucks in game one. The Bucks are down 1-0 for a second straight series after yesterday's loss to the Heat. And since the playoffs expanded to 16 teams, that was back in 1984, only two teams have dropped game one in both the first and second rounds and gone on to reach the NBA Finals. That would be the Rockets in 1995 when they won the title and the 76ers in 2001 when they lost to the Lakers. It sounded like a stat of the day to me right out of the gate. Stat of the day. Wow. Ellen Reddy right out of the gate. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. I'm not messing around today. Playing zero games. Yeah. Two minutes in. Stat of the day. Not kidding. Not kidding at all. Uh, Tonight, Celtics, Raptors, and Jazz Nuggets, Game 7. I didn't think I would say this, but I'm really looking forward to Jazz and the Nuggets tonight. A Game 7 in September in the NBA. (laughs) Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, let the fireworks begin. First guy to 50 wins. And the Celtics and the Raptors... As much as we were all in on the Raptors, Celtics, do they have the firepower? Are they better without Gordon Hayward? Are they a better defensive team without him? But you got game two coming up 
tonight between the Celtics and the Raptors. Uh, watched a lot of the Thunder and the Rockets. I'm fascinated. I, I love this series from the beginning because you had Chris Paul going against the Rockets and James Harden. They trade Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul. You get four first-round draft picks in there with Oklahoma City. And I think we were under the assumption, the assumption, the impression, at least I was, that, okay, you're going to get Chris Paul. Remember Chris Paul? They were talking about trying to trade him during the season, a couple of destinations. Then I think they realized we have a playoff team here. I think they were in a rebuild. And then they realized Chris Paul still has some mileage left on those tires. And he played great. He's played great all year long. He's been one of the more clutch players in the NBA. And you saw it last night. And Russell Westbrook giveth and he taketh away. Oklahoma City... That defensive philosophy is we're going to close out, shut down, try to limit James Harden, and basically beg Russell Westbrook to have the ball. And you saw that at the very end. Had a turnover, had an air ball, and now we have a Game 7 in that series. Heat beat the Bucs in Game 1. I'm not going to be surprised if Miami wins this series. I think that Miami is a really good team, a sneaky good team. Because they don't play in prime time. You know about Jimmy Butler, but you don't know the other players. Bam Adebayo, you might remember him from Kentucky, but he was an all-star. And he can go toe-to-toe with the Greek freak. He has that ability, that strength, that size to go toe-to-toe. Now, that doesn't mean the Greek freak's not going to go off in this series. He almost had a triple-double last night. Miami has shooters. They have confidence. You have a future Hall of Fame coach. You got Pat Riley in there as the puppeteer. Like, this is a really good team, dangerous team, and one that Milwaukee cannot look at, like, light, take lightly, like maybe they did the Orlando Magic. After the Magic took game one, I don't think anybody said, uh-oh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's in trouble. Milwaukee misses Eric Gordon. You got to have him in there. and Or Eric, Eric Bledsoe, I should say. You got to have him in there. And having that third option. You know, Jimmy Butler went for 40 last night. And, you know, you know, Jimmy Butler after the game was interviewed and he's like, I'm not bringing a family into the bubble. I'm here for business. Now, he could bring family in, but he said, I'm down here to do a job. Man, I love that. I don't know how his family felt, but I did love that. He says, I'm here for business. And uh, you saw that last night. Now, the Greek freak became just uh, one of a handful of players in NBA history to win defensive player of the year in the MVP in his career. Two have done it in the season, same season, Michael Jordan and Akeem Olajuwon. And he has a great chance of winning a second MVP this season. But the Heat don't seem to care. They came out and they punched the Bucks in the mouth last night. And you had Bam, you had, uh, you know, hanging in there against Giannis. Jimmy Butler, uh, once again, he's a playoff finisher for Miami. And the Heat made it very difficult from uh, the opening whistle for the Greek Freak. Didn't get as many free runs at the rim. And it's going to put a whole lot of pressure on that supporting cast with Milwaukee. And, and they miss Bledsoe, but it's not going to be easy. The Greek freak has to step up in the series and prove why he is the NBA's most valuable player. Or the Bucks are going to leave the bubble a lot sooner than a lot of people expected to. This program is brought to you by LegalZoom. Need to make it legal, make it LegalZoom.com. And since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you don't have to leave your home. Visit LegalZoom.com today for more information. McLevin. Do you have a poll question for me? So we've been putting together this list of the 
least buzzed about team in the NFL. I know it's totally random. I'm hitting you there. So I have that, and I have another option. One of the degenerates in the back just gave me the updated championship betting odds for the NBA. So I have two questions. I'll give okay. you $100. Which of these teams are you betting on, and who is the least buzzed about NFL team? Okay. Which one do you want to start with? Let me start with basketball okay. since we were on that topic. By the way, here is Chris Paul after the win last night. Our team, bubble life is different. You know, when, when you are sort of on the ropes like that, down three to two, like you got to pack. <laughs> they have you pack and be ready for just in case you, you have to leave the next day. You know, so, you know, we, we, we're not ready to go yet. You know, and our, our team, we have had a memorable season, uh, a lot of ups and downs and all that, and we just, we just going to continue to fight. We wouldn't have it any other way. 28 points. He had a couple big free throws down the stretch there as they live to see a game seven. All right, McLovin. Okay, so uh, as I mentioned, the degenerate in the back who goes by Dylan handed me this slip this morning. He said, uh, here's the updated odds. Uh, the Clippers are, and Lakers are both, both favorites at plus 260. Then you go Bucks, Celtics, Raptors, and the Heat are plus 1,200. Okay. Paul, I can explain how much that wins, but... It's pretty good. It's a pretty good bet if you put a hundred dollars on that. You could really clean up. Is that the team you would pick as the possible upset? Uh, or some of the other choices: the Rockets are big money, the Raptors are big money, the Celtics are pretty good money, and the Nuggets and Jazz are both big long shots. Well, when the series started between the Thunder, well, when the playoffs were getting ready to start, I I like the Rockets with an outside chance here. Just if if all goes well then they're very difficult to beat. But the question is, will it all go well to win four games in a series? And that's the big question mark we always have with the Rockets. Can they do this where they can win four games? Can they have an off night and still win a game? Which great teams have off nights in the postseason and still win games. The Rockets usually don't do that. I like the Miami Heat a lot. Um, I'm not saying they're this year's Toronto Raptors, but there is a feel around them in just my opinion okay and i've i've felt this way i i i went out of my way to watch them this year because i just you know once you start to see a team that's a true team not necessarily star driven even jimmy butler not a star he's a great player he's not a star and then you you, you have these role players and bam out of bio became an all-star but people probably don't even realize that I would probably go with the Miami Heat. Now, they may lose the next four to Milwaukee. But I do, and said this yesterday, they are dangerous. And you saw that last night. Yeah, McClellan. How about the Boston Celtics sitting there yep. at plus 650? That I would go like the Heat too. or the Celtics if I was going to try to make some money. But can either of those teams like win the whole thing? Or is this just the get out of the East we're talking about? Probably get out of the East. But, you know, we didn't think Toronto was going to win. Now, they had Kawhi. But we didn't think they had the supporting cast or, you know, how would that supporting cast match up? Granted, they were helped out with injuries with Golden State. But who knows how this works out? You know, we're just we're just dipping our toe. We're not even through the first round of the postseason yet. So there's a whole lot of basketball left to be played. But what I saw last night, Oklahoma City, you thought they were in a rebuild. They're not. And with the Miami Heat, they're not afraid of the Milwaukee Bucks. You got Celtics Raptors tonight. And Jazz at the Nuggets, Game 7. All right, now the other one has to do with the least buzzworthy NFL team. Yeah, uh, we were discussing this morning, and given the choice, we want to go negative here. Who is the NFL team that 
either garners less buzz or mm-hmm. is it, you might actually ask who's pretty good that nobody talks about too. Just teams that do not have a high Q rating. Okay, now we know that the Dallas Cowboys are number one, right? Social media followers, Dallas is one. New England is two. New England surprises me at two, but that's based off of previous numbers. This is a list I sent out uh, of somebody who collected uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram metrics. Uh, and, it, you know, this is obviously informal to an extent. This okay. But uh, who gets the most action on social media? I get, I get the Patriots, too. You don't really, that surprises you that they're that high? I don't think anybody outside of New England cares about the Patriots. I mean, people in New England do, but I don't think there's any buzz about the. There's buzz this year about Cam. But they've collected those followers over this yeah. run with Tom Brady. But they were a boring team. They're only interesting when they get to the postseason because we either want to see them win and add another Super Bowl or we want them exposed because they cheated or did, you know, or they lost. Yeah, but those are huge things. I mean, Deflategate was three years of our lives. Well, you have the Cowboys, then the Patriots, the Steelers at three, Packers at four, the Seahawks at five, I find interesting. Then it's the Eagles, Broncos, Niners, the Giants, and the Carolina Panthers. So let me go to the bottom of the list here. Yeah, Seton O'Connor. See, I think that the the Steelers at three is surprising. I mean, I, I get that they have a big fan base, but there's not a lot of buzz there to me. Yeah, but there's not buzz with the Patriots, but the Steelers play nationally. You know, there's there's Packer fans, Cowboy fans, and Steeler fans all over the country. But I don't think you have that with the Patriots. Um let me see. The least buzzworthy. Well, Jacksonville is the least buzzworthy team. No, not. No, on this list. On that, but I'm, we're saying for like right now, there's Jacksonville at least has the storyline of they're tanking and they're trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Like to me, the Chicago Bears are uninteresting nationally. They're not good. They're probably a little bad, but not bad enough to get the first pick. Nobody cares about the quarterback situation outside of Chicago. They have no national buzz. All right. Tampa has national buzz. The Titans don't have national buzz. The Bengals, with Joe Burrow, maybe a little buzz. Buffalo doesn't have buzz. So I just want to, So the topic is what teams are we least interested in? Yes. <laughs> yes. I love the Bengals. We've yeah. won. Yeah. Anybody the Titans. Can, I'm not very interested in the Titans. Anybody can I talk guess. about the Cowboys, Packers, Steelers. Yes, McClough. I think you have to take the AFC South out of this poll. I always say that. Like <laughs> It's not fair. You're talking about the superheroes of non-buzzworthy teams. <laughs> The Jags, Colts, Titans. I'm interested in the Colts this year. Oh, that's going to be a tough sell nationally. I don't. I, I know. I'm just saying. I'm interested. Um, I find the Rams are boring. The Chargers are, and you know, unless Justin Herbert plays, I find them boring. And now they've just lost. You know, Derwin James. Uh, Arizona, I find interesting. Cleveland, I find interesting. The Jets, I don't find interesting. The Lions, I don't find interesting. Washington is only interesting if Daniel Snyder has to sell the team. And are they tanking for Trevor Lawrence? Yes, Todd. I was wondering where Detroit was. Shouldn't they be really close to the bottom, the Lions? No, they're kind of midway. Um, The Houston Texans. Well, with J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson, and who knows with Bill O'Brien. Falcons. Raiders, I've, Raiders are always going to be interesting. New stadium, John Gruden, uh, Derek Carr, 
Saints are up there. Carolina is not the 10th buzzworthy team. Again, this is historical. Okay. This list, you know, they yeah. had Cam for a while, I think, built them up a lot of followers. Yeah, and then you know, Christian McCaffrey. All right. Yeah. So, right, this this is a who's accumulated. Okay, the so the year. least buzzworthy team in the NFL this year. Hmm. I was going to say New England until they got Cam. But, by the way, are, is Bill Belichick and Cam Newton going steady? Can, can, do we have Bill? Here's Bill Belichick talking about Cam Newton. I can see why he had the kind of success that he had at Auburn and, and at Carolina and, and talking to people from, uh, that were with him there, the things that they said about him at Auburn and, and at Carolina from a decade ago or two, three years ago or even last year. It was all the same, and it showed up here. Who is that guy? It took him three Super Bowl wins for him to say something nice about Tom Brady. He just got Cam there a couple of weeks ago. How can he say all these things and all of a sudden go, you know, and my starter is Jared Stidham. I got, I, he's gushing. Like Bill's in love here. Yes, Todd. He loves him so much. So why is it still a mystery then? Why isn't he giving him the, is he just playing games? Does he already know? Well, he doesn't have to tell us anything. He Do, never does. So we believe he knows who his starting quarterback is by now. Yeah. But he doesn't have to tell. When's the last time Belichick actually told us something? This is as effusive as I've ever heard him. Because normally if I say, hey, uh, what do you think of Cam? Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's competing with uh, Jarrett and, uh, and uh, Brian Hoyer. And uh, we'll see where that ends up. He's excited. Like if you, I wouldn't have known that that was Bill Belichick. Like if I just saw the words and I go, oh, is that like, a, a, like a, another GM or coach who's saying that about Cam Newton? Is that Ron Rivera talking about Cam Newton? Uh, just want to say, man, he's he's excited there. All right, we'll come up with a poll question. We'll uh, check in with the great Patrick Ewing, who's kind enough to join us after the uh, loss of his former coach, John Thompson. We'll uh, talk to Patrick coming up here in a couple of minutes. Just getting started here. Settle on a poll question. Got a play of the day. Got a stat of the day. A lot of good stuff. By the way, thank you to everybody who entered nextgreatpodcast.com. We had 1,800 podcast entries. Now we have our work cut out for us. We're trying to narrow that down to a final 10. And the winner, I'm going to go into business with you. We're going to produce that podcast for the first year. So very excited. And my thanks to iHeartRadio for helping with the contest. It's 18 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. With the increase in cyber learning, it's important to keep your kids' personal information safe. There are risks associated with using mobile devices. Review the security settings and privacy policies for any social media sites that they use and caution against checking in with their apps to announce their location. Every day we put information at risk on the Internet and you could miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit. That's why it's a great thing that there is LifeLock detecting a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they'll send you an alert. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can find out if your information is on the dark web. Get your free dark web scan at LifeLock.com scan. Pick the plan that's right for you. Save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code Patrick. Free scan at lifelock.com slash scan. 25% off with the promo code Patrick. 
You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
This award-nominated program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, just go to danpatrick.com. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, Mercedes-AMG driving performance. Got the news yesterday when we came into work that John Thompson had passed away and uh, immediately reached out to Patrick Ewing just to offer my condolences. The uh, Georgetown head coach and uh, former National Player of the Year joining us on the program. Patrick, good morning. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well, Dan. You know, of course, I. You know, I, I have a, a a heavy heart. Uh, we lost a, a great man, a great friend, a great role model, a father figure. Uh, he was. He was my second dad. Um, so I'm definitely uh, feeling that 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 pain but also you know i think i you know we should celebrate his life and the things that he had accomplished you know he's a man that you know he wasn't just a, a basketball coach he you know he he stood for something he stood for you know all the racial injustice things that are going on in this country he's been fighting that fight for for his his entire life and you know i think that you know, we need to celebrate, uh, and I need to celebrate his his accomplishment in it, instead of mourning his law, our loss. When was the last time you spoke to him? I saw him on Friday. Uh, I went to his, you know, I went to his home, uh, and he had been uh, ill for for a while now, uh, and I had the opportunity to go to his house and and sit there and talk and joke and laugh with him and. You know, and I, I was able to say my, my goodbyes. Um, you know, like I said, you know, he is the uh, person that has always been there for me, not only as my coach, but also as my 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 confidant, my my father figure. Even though my father was was always there, he was just another person that I could that I was that was that close to me that I cared about deeply. What was it like that first time you met him? You know, it's funny. The first time I met him, I was 17 years old. Uh, myself, my mother, my dad, uh, Coach Jarvis, we were all there, uh, you know, at, at my high school. Um, he, you know, the way that he spoke, the way that he carried himself, I'm sitting there with my mouth wide open thinking about, man, this man can, you know, he really, he really can talk. Um, and he was someone that I could that I could look up to, uh, and even try to emulate as, as I got older, and, and that's what I've been trying to do. Did you understand at the time how he was protecting you by keeping you away from the media, like your freshman year? Every time I went to Georgetown to do a story on Georgetown, I never got to talk to you, Pat. I always I always got to talk to Coach Thompson, and that was it. Well, you know, he had a rule, and the rule uh, it was there before I got there. But it just got that much notice—that much notice on it because of me. And he had a rule that freshmen couldn't talk until uh, I think it was after January. Um, but you know, I love the fact that he took the hit for me. There was even the time, a lot of times when he wanted me to do the interviews, and I, I really didn't want to do them. So, so a lot of them he made me do, uh, and and some of them he he, he took the hit, uh, you know, for me. We had Jim Beheim on yesterday, and he said, you look at the impact that Coach Thompson had. It, it's not just on his players, but also on fellow African-American coaches getting an opportunity. 
And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is to celebrate John. But that impact that he had on just you guys, it was us, us against the world. Like he had told you guys, it's us against the world. Did you guys truly believe it was us against the world at Georgetown? Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, if you look, if you look back at all the things that was wrote about us, they were all negative. Not all, but most of them was negative. You know, so it made us feel it was us against the world. Uh, you know, when you do things your way and, you know, you, 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 you tend to rub a lot of people, you know, the wrong way, unfortunately, you know, or, you know, people have always had missing, you know, misdiagnosed or they, they think what, what they want to think uh, about you. They have preconceived notion about you. So, you know, they tend to run with that. You know, Coach Thompson was a great man. He, he stood for a lot of great things and, you know, we played our way. We weren't going. We wasn't going to take any crap from anybody. We we're going to kick your butt, take names, and move <laughs> on. Did he have a sense of humor? Yes, yes, he sure did. You know, you don't see it, or a lot of people from the outside uh, very rarely uh, see it. But you know, it's funny. There were times you know we listened to music before the games, or in there dancing, getting ready. You know, getting ourselves psyched up, and he'll come in there from time to time, start doing his little two steps, you know, and start <laughs> cracking and stuff. Um, but no, he, he he did have a sense of humor, but he, he picked and chose when uh, to lighten the lighten the mood or or you know to just uh, give us a laugh. What role did he play in you taking the Georgetown job? A huge. He was a huge uh, part. You know, when you look, his son had just been been let go. And I was mourning that. I was, you know, disappointed in the fact that, you know, we the school had let uh, JT3 go. And, you know, a couple of days later, him calling me and telling me that, you know, you need to try to apply for this job. You need to uh, call President DeJoy and uh, to lobby uh, to get this, to have an opportunity to interview for this job. And I told him I, w I wasn't sure, you know, I wasn't sure that I wanted to coach, coach in college because uh, for 15 years I've been trying to be a head coach in the NBA. And he said, you've been trying to get one for 15 years and they haven't given you an opportunity yet. It's time you, you try a, a different venue or a different avenue. And I thought about it, talked to, you know, people who are my confidant in the, in the NBA, talked to Jeff Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy, Steve Clifford. And they're like, he's right. You know, you need to, you know, try and see if you can uh, get it. So I reached out to the, the, the president and I was given granted an interview and here I am today. So if it wasn't for him and his words, uh, and this is a person that he had just lost, you know, his son had just been fired. You know, he told me that he's like, look, Did you ever we need to have one of our own in, in the job. Did you ever play pickup? With John Thompson? No, come on now. Even though when I when I first came there, he was a lot younger. I, w I was too I was too athletic for for coach. Even though <laughs> when, when he when he talks about his days of playing uh, uh, for Providence and in high school, he always talks about all the great uh, his and the, the great numbers that he used to put up. <laughs> I also remember when you were with uh, Coach Thompson with uh, President Reagan at the White House. That, uh, right. What do you remember about that day at the White House with Coach? 
Uh, it was great. This is my first time meeting a, a president. Uh, you know, being at the White House, you know, the, the most powerful uh, house in, in our nation. Uh, and sitting here, with, well, I'm here, I'm, I'm sitting here meeting the president of the, of the United States. I'm, I was, I was what, uh, 20? I'm like, oh, my God. But you have your uniform on the White House, and, and President <laughs> Reagan and John have their suits on. Did you, did you drive in with your basketball uniform on? Uh, I think I had it on. Uh, I had it on under my clothes. I had to take it off and, and <laughs> my clothes off and have my uniform on. So, you know, that was my job. They they were doing their job, and I was doing my own. Clear up a story if you can. When you played in the national title game and you goaltended like the first four or five shots, did Coach Thompson instruct you to goaltend? Come on, Dad. I'm just asking. I just. It's just the last time. As my friend, you know <laughs> that the, they, uh, I would say two of those were golden, <laughs> but uh, he told me to block everything that comes, uh, comes in the paint, and I did my best to do that. Uh, what do you make of what's going on in uh, the bubble? You're watching the NBA? I've been watching it from time to time. Uh, I think the guys are doing an outstanding job of of playing, but also using their platform. I thought it was great when they, when they boycotted those, you know, for the, uh, those games, uh, you know, it shows that they, the power that they, that they have. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to help to make a change, but at least it bring, it brought uh, attention to it. And, you know, the, the social, the social injustice that's been going on in this, in this country, even in the world, it needs to stop. You know, we need to see each other as humans. You know, it's funny. Lewis Orr, he's he's uh, on my staff. We played with uh, play with with each other with the Knicks, um, and he's a he's a religious man. So he we call it. He's the chaplain of of our of our team. And I, you know, I keep talking to him about. It. I said, you know, there's gonna you know in the Bible they said it's gonna be uh, there's gonna be judgment day. But with all the and I keep asking with all the negative things that's going on in 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 this world, judgment day needs to needs to hurry up and come. 2020 has been, has been rough on, you know, the whole world. Um, but, you know, coach meant a lot. He fought a lot. Um, well, he was doing this back in the eighties, Patrick. Right. I mean, he was standing, he was literally standing up and not a lot of other people were uh, standing up with him. When he first started, when he first came here at Georgetown, he, he was fighting. He was fighting for, fighting for his equality and his opportunity. And he's done an outstanding job. And, you know, like I said before, he, you know, he was a person when I first met him, I thought that I could, I, this was a person that, you know, you should emulate. And he's, he's, he, he's the person that I've been trying to emulate. You know, some of the things he's done, I, I don't agree with, but, you know, that's, that's life. There's a lot of things that your mother and father do, uh, do that you don't agree with, but you respect, you respect them and, you know, I believe in him, and I will follow him right. I will follow him to right through that door. I like the shirt you got on, John Thompson uh, raising his uh, right fist there. Uh, that's powerful seeing Coach there. Yes, you know, like I said, it's a celebration of life. Uh, I want to celebrate his life. Uh, he's done an outstanding job at Georgetown. His legacy is uh, um, is, is is set in stone, uh, and I think that. 
myself, Alonzo, Dikembe, AI, you know, all the guys that have played for him, uh, John Duran, Craig Shelton, we're, we're, we're part of his legacy. We, the things that we do uh, going forward is, is only going to help uh, continue to, to cement the, the things that he, is, that he was all about. Planning on uh, coaching basketball this year? Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping things, you know, I'm, whenever it starts, you know, my guys are still not on campus. You know, we're still, uh, they're still at home uh, studying virtually. But whenever the school gets, gives us the okay and uh, we have a plan to socially uh, distance and, you know, there's no one else on campus. So, you know, hopefully when they give us the word that we can uh, get out there and play, we'll be ready. Is that your office that you're sitting in? Yes, it is. I mean, you got to dress it up a little bit, Patrick. I mean, well, you know, I, I I didn't think that I I would never really use this office if there wasn't be if there wasn't a, a a pandemic. I would usually be at school. Only time I would come in here is to drop packages off and 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 go out or go about the rest the rest of my day. But you know, and also you know, you're, I can't be like you. You have too much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a hoarder. I, I keep everything, Patrick. I, I am as well, but it's all over the house. It's, it's not just in here. Can you fit into the old Georgetown uniform? No. <laughs> uh, uh, back then, I, back then I was about two twenty. Right now, uh, I'm I'm two ninety. You could lean on Shaq right now. I doubt it. No. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't lean on him when I was when I was in shape. He's, he's a lot bigger than I am. Oh my God, he's the biggest man I've ever been around. Him and Mark Eaton and Yao Ming are the two. They're those three guys that were. They're huge. Like they You don't realize how big big is. Oh, definitely. Well, you know when you when you and I stand together, you're looking up at me. When I'm standing next to <laughs> That's how I'm looking up to him. <laughs> so I, I know how, how big both all those guys were. Yeah, you're doing okay. I know you had coronavirus a couple uh, coronavirus couple uh, months ago, but you're doing all right. I'm doing a lot better. Um, you know, it affected me both mentally and physically, but uh, I'm past that stage. And you know, right now it's 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 all about uh, you know getting my mind and my players and. Uh, together, back together, and also celebrating uh, this loss that we that we we had. How did it affect you mentally? You just don't feel yourself. You know, I, I really can't describe it. it. You just really don't feel yourself. And it took a, about a month after, you know, I quarantined and, and got out the hospital for me to, to to start feeling myself again. It's great to see you, and uh, I know under these circumstances, but uh, I did want to celebrate Coach and wanted to give a whole new generation an idea of just why this man was so special uh, with what he did uh, as a person, as a coach, uh, as a man. But uh, thanks for joining us, Pat. No, as always, Dan, it's it's always great to come on your show. And, yes, like I said before, this is a celebration of his life. Uh, His legacy is is untouched, and, you know, we're going to continue this process. Thank you, Coach. That's Patrick Ewing, the Hall of Famer, Georgetown head coach. Uh, Get a couple of phone calls. We'll settle on a poll question. And, you know, that's what happens sometimes is I've been around doing this for such a long period of time is, you know, I was in that bubble, that uh, Big East bubble, and that was the biggest, best basketball conference in the history of the sport. 
because it became something. And then it was everywhere. And it really helped create ESPN because you, you just had these great coaches. You had these great players. They had battles in the garden. They were playing for national championships. And, you know, a whole new generation might go, oh, uh, that guy used to coach Georgetown passed away. And I remember doing that when I was younger, that you didn't understand the magnitude of certain people that you came across in your life, certainly in this world of sports. And to be able to just remind people or enlighten people is part of the job that I have. And uh, I appreciate Patrick coming on. We'll take a break. Our play of the day is up next. We'll settle on a poll question and your phone calls as well. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening what's up everybody this is Stephen a smith when i'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, got it! I'm going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Left circle to Hedman. Tease it up. Shoot! Score! Hedman! The Lightning win! They win it again in overtime! This series is over! The Lightning win it! 3-2 in double overtime! And they're on to the Eastern Conference Final! I'm worried about him. Lightning advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals, double overtime win against the Bruins. Tampa has been in the Conference Finals five times in the last ten years. They play the winner of the Islanders and the Flyers. That's courtesy of Lightning Radio. Yes, Todd? So that wasn't the Bruins broadcast. So that was not. Sure. It was the Lightning. <laughs> not be the Bruins. It was the Lightning. Thank you, Todd. Uh, play of the Day brought to you by LegalZoom. Start online. Network of independent attorneys providing advice when you need it the most. And since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you don't have to leave your home. Visit LegalZoom.com today for more information. There was a topic yesterday. Mike Tannenbaum, former uh, front, front office executive in the NFL, was on Get Up on the Mothership. And he said he could see a scenario where if Jacksonville got the number one draft pick and was going to take Trevor Lawrence, would Dabo Sweeney leave Clemson? I did a little research, talked to uh, a source yesterday about that possibility. I have that for you coming up at the top of the hour. Jesse in Los Angeles leads us off this morning. Hi, Jess. What do you have for me today? Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Thanks for having great Patrick Ewing on. He's always great interview. And um, I was born in 86, so I missed the heyday of uh, Big East basketball. But hearing former players talk about the impact Coach Thompson had on them, specifically Dikembe Mutombo, he wrote an article back in 2015 called My House for the Players' Tribune. And he does a deep dive on all Coach did for him, and it's pretty powerful. Um, And then um, I'm also expecting – I'm not expecting it to be a sweep. And I know the Greek freaks are going to go off, but the Heat play hard. They play great team defense. They're making the other players in the Bucks try to beat them. So with the confidence of a Tyler Hero shot whenever he shoots the ball, I'm taking them in six. <laughs> All right, Jesse. <laughs> I know we're a reactionary sports society. You see one game, you either love a team or hate a team here. Miami's good. They're a balanced team. I'm taking the Heat to win the series. McLovin. Noted. You were kind of uh, leading that way before. Yeah. I like him. But you don't sound like... This is not all in Dan Patrick, though. It feels like you're still giving the Bucs a chance. Well, you have to give them a chance. But they're the overwhelming favorites. So, I mean, I have to acknowledge that. Are they really overwhelming, though? Does anybody get to be shocked? Well, Vegas, the odds in Vegas are they're overwhelming favorites. I feel like everyone's sort of waiting for the Bucks to lose and the Giannis going elsewhere rumor. It feels like that is teed uh, up and ready yeah, to go. I, I, you're absolutely right. People want to see Giannis leave. Where's he going to go? You know, will he go to the Knicks? Will he go to the late? You know, like this is how it starts. And it's, and it's not fair to Milwaukee, not fair to the Greek freak. But this is coming. If you don't get to the NBA Finals, this is coming. And even if you get to the Finals, it might still be coming. 
because this is a story that is, it's almost being manufactured because I don't know what validity we have. I don't know if there's any sources behind the scenes. You know, all I've heard is, hey, Jason Kidd gets a head coaching job. Giannis will follow him. Okay. Um, I don't believe that, but if that's the case, then somebody should hire Jason Kidd. Now, does he get fired if you don't get the Greek freak? Yeah, Paul. You should hire Jason Kidd. Milwaukee Bucks should hire Jason Kidd. Then, then keep can, him there. There you go. Problem solved. Then he could go back to Milwaukee again. Maybe. They yeah. Maybe not. Uh, let me see. Kyle in California. Hi, Kyle. What's on your mind today? Good morning, boys. Um, well, yeah, watching that game last night, you, you just see why so many people were on the heat. But, you know, I think the first domino to fall, if the Bucks lose, CP3 this season, especially this playoffs, he's played his way out of his contract being untradeable. Bucks, CP3, might be a good little marriage. Coach Bud, he's on the hot seat, too, if they don't win. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, you know, if you're going to have the MVP Defensive Player of the Year, back-to-back MVPs, you know, and you're in the East, then you expect a little bit more out of the Greek freak and the Bucks, I guess. And I don't know if they're a great team. And I think sometimes we get a clouded view of a team because we go, well, I don't know if they're that great. They're not exciting, but that doesn't mean they're not great. You know, Brooke Lopez basically reinvented himself. Chris Middleton was a great surprise story. So is the Greek freak who's improved every single year. You just have to have a couple other players that are going to be consistent. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo is just not doing it. You know, he's not ready to play. I know he has the athleticism, you know, came up big in the NCAA tournament, but you know, I, I see him out there and it feels like he's still a little bit lost. And Eric Bledsoe is a must. Got to have him. Although Eric Bledsoe can help you and hurt you. But I... You know, maybe we're looking at the Bucks differently. Maybe they are, they should be complimented on overachieving. But I think that there'll be criticisms if they underachieve. Maybe they win. Maybe they go to the NBA Finals. Maybe all is good in Milwaukee. But I think that the media is waiting to just run with that story. Yeah, McLovin. Chris Ball turned 35 in May. Does he have like another year where he can help a team like the Bucs be a championship piece? But I think if you watch Chris, and I, and I said you're going to get a tutorial in playing the point guard position the way it used to be. When this series started, when the playoffs started, I said you'll get a tutorial. Because Chris Paul is playing the point guard position the way it's meant to be played. The way it used to be played. He's tough. He's hitting big shots, uh, mid-range jumpers. You know, it's not exciting. But this is what he has done with that team. And all the rumors that he was going to get dealt during the season after Oklahoma City got him because, hey, we got all these draft picks for him. Let's ship him someplace and maybe we can get something in return. But now all of a sudden, Oklahoma City becomes a little bit more than a rebuild. And maybe they're going to go to the next round here. Now you win game seven. That'd be a big surprise, I think, to a lot of people. All right, so we settle on our poll question? I actually am just putting up the least buzzworthy team. I know it's negative, but I hear my choices. Okay, least give, give me NFL the candidates team. here. Jaguars, of course. Right. Titans. Right. I'm sorry they were in the AFC title game. Rams Chargers as one unit as Hard Knocks is done. <laughs> Jets, who you mentioned. Yeah. Colts. Okay. Washington football team. All right. 
Uh, that's all I got so far. Should we put the Bears on there? The Bengals probably not because of Joe Burrow, right? Yeah, I think the Bengals will be interesting just because yeah. of the number one pick. Yeah. I mean, the the Bears, I have no interest in watching the, the Bears. The Bears are so un- uninteresting, they didn't even make our uninteresting poll. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, when you go, hey, they got some drama. They got Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. I go, yeah, so on. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go. More of your phone calls coming up as well. Seton, Paulie, Fritz, Jimmy Club, and yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.